Hello, dear friends. Here we are at Kardec Radio, always nourishing our souls with another program on Lifting Hope. Lifting Hope is a therapeutic conversation based on the book Memoirs of a Suicide by the medium Yvonne Pereira through the spirit author Camilo Botelho. Camilo Botelho is the spirit Camilo Castelo Branco. And Camilo Botelho is just the pseudonym for the book. He was a prolific writer in his incarnation as in, in Portugal in the 19th century. But he committed suicide. Yes, he couldn't deal with his blindness and he killed himself. We all know that in this book it tells about his journey and the journey of many others who commit suicide and go through several different phases from the disturbance in itself, realizing they didn't die, the pain that is agonizing, and go on and on and on, and, and their stay in the valley of suicides, or as he said in the book, Sinister Valley, to the rescue to the hospital of Mary of Nazareth. We've come to know of the legion of servants of Mother Mary, who brings to us new hope. This book could be subtitled Book of Hope because it shows to us that mercy, love, compassion is above all sufferings. We all need to embrace it. And this book is not only for people who are thinking of suicide or have attempted suicide or have loved ones who committed suicide. It's a book for all of us because it's a book about life. It shows to us how God is so loving, so kind to program details in our daily lives. Okay. So welcome to Kardec Radio. I see Jailton is here. Hello, Jailton. I see Margo Malik. Welcome, Margo. I see Raquel Bakeshi. A big hug to you, Raquel. Thank you, Margo, for enjoying this and thank you for joining us. When we are together in this program, we're not only learning together, but we're joining forces also to form this current of healing light at this very moment that may benefit the whole planet in ways that only God knows. But we know that when two or more are gathered in my name, there he is, Jesus, right? Carol Correa, I can see you from here. And Rihanna, hello, Rihanna. Thank you for joining us. Teresa Castro. Thank you, thank you. You're so right, Teresa. When we're when we're here together, it's so much easier to sleep later and be more useful and operative in the spiritual realm, right, John De Rosa? Hello, John De Rosa. Super hug to you. Hello, Alan Swift and Rihanna. Hello, friends. Welcome to Kardec Radio. Hello, Nora Brazil. I'm seeing friends who are joining us, and you're welcome to join us. If you're watching or listening to this on demand, remember, this is valid too, because, you know, in the spiritual realm, 
in the world of vibrations, we're connecting. It's non-local. It's a quantum world, let's say this way. It's non-local. It doesn't depend on time. So whether we're live or not on live, it's existing. And it shall remain because everything we say, we do, we think, and we feel is registered. Right? Mm-hmm. I was telling Virginia today, she's my daughter, for those who don't know, and she's six. And she was taking a shower, play, very playful, silly, goofy. And I said, you know, did you know that we register everything we're doing? So whatever you're saying now and we're doing is like being recorded by the universal camera. One day when we discarnate, Virginia... You play the tape of this life and you can see the scene that we're doing right now. And she started laughing because she was saying some funny words. And I said, you see, isn't that funny? Everything is registered. What do we want to register? What do we want to record in this life? Good question, right? Hello, Florentine Maldonado. Welcome to Kardec Radio. Welcome, sunshine. I can see you. All right. Ready for the chapter today? Today is the second half of the chapter that we started yesterday. We are at a part of this book when Camilo, Mario Sobral, Bellarmino are given an opportunity to know the several sectors of the hospital, Mary of Nazareth. Okay. And... This time they're visiting the, the department, let's say this was, or the ward that talks about the planning for reincarnation. And specifically tonight, we're going to visit an area in which the bodies for the future reincarnation will be planned out, sculpted. It's very interesting to understand how it works because today, it's all about the preciousness of this body. We don't, we're not trained enough on earth. I, I don't think we're trained at all to say the truth on respecting the body, caring for the body, being reverent to the divine in the body as well. Because usually we abuse the body. On earth, if there is one slavery that is constant and yet for us to proclaim the emancipation of the, the cells of the body is the freedom that we disrespect from the physical body. And what do you mean, Vanessa? We mean... The body wants to rest. We don't rest. The body doesn't want to eat those things or can't. We keep eating them. The body wants to exercise. We don't exercise. The body needs hygiene. We are not adequate in our hygiene. So all these things make us be abusers of the body. So assessment question from the beginning of the program. So we absorb better the information. 
Are we abusing our physical bodies? Okay, I can tell you more. When we are into addictions, drug addictions, sex addictions, we're abusing the body. I'm using the body for the pleasure that I want. Or to numb myself, because I don't want to see what's going on. And then I'm abusing the body. What happens next? Suicide, and that's what is happening in this chapter. It's not only about the whole aspect of suicide, but the gradual march towards suicide. Assessment question for us. Are we taking good care of the body as it needs? Or are we at some point abusing it? I can tell we need to revisit this issue. Right, Silvio Otero, welcome to Kardec Radio. So let's go to the book and see where we were because we have more information to enlighten ourselves here. So they were there in that room yesterday in the previous chapter. We stopped where they were trying to find the future parents for some suicides that, need, suicides that needed to reincarnate. The three people that were there, the couple and the woman, they refused it because they didn't want a baby that would be deformed and have problems. But at the end of the, of the day, they showed their previous lives and said, you guys have to do this for your own sake, because you were slave owners in a previous life, you were very cruel, and the other woman abused her beauty, committed abortions, and in this life, she will redeem herself in several different instances, but mainly by taking care of the reincarnation of a suicide spirit that needs some time on earth to reconstitute the spiritual body, the peri-spirit. The next day after this experience, it was already somewhat late when we were picked up by the for the continuation of our instructional visits before our release from the hospital. So Sister Rosalia, who is guiding them, through the instruction says, today we will be taking our final trip. Brother Theocrito wants to take you to the earth where you will complete your instruction. Since you already know what a research endeavor entails regarding the environment most favorable to the conditions of your individual reincarnations, I'm going to take you to the Department of Physical Bodies planning. You know, my friends, that before the reincarnation of any suicide is finally set, not only the environment, but the physiological health of the future parents, the issues regarding physical heredity will have been examined, especially if the guilty spirit is slated to suffer physical deformities, serious or incurable diseases. Only after all these issues are clarified 
will the plan for the future body be drawn up? This is, of course, done with the incarnating, reincarnating spirit present, along with the Lord scientists in charge of the remarkable endeavor. Think about it. It's minutious planning. When we see babies that are born, no matter if they are healthy or not, what they are bringing with was thoroughly planned out. They need it. The parents need it. Society needs it. We all need it. Even those who are the doctors, the nurses, they are involved in that task force. The uncles, the aunts, the grandparents, the siblings, everyone is involved. The learning experience is collective. In our brain, there are what we call mirror neurons, meaning we have an inbuilt system to observe people and feel how they feel and imitate what we're seeing. So, of course, that's the reason why we look at somebody who's beautiful, wealthy, famous, and we feel so excited. And the reverse is true. We look at somebody who, whose appearance is not too harmonious. We don't feel good. Because it's as if we're seeing ourselves there. So that's a lesson for us. When we see the things that are not in harmony, it's part of us too. And we're being called to help in the harmonization of it all. We can't act like Pontius Pilate, washing our hands and saying, it's somebody else's child. I have nothing to do with it. If we are on Earth right now, whatever is happening in the planet matters to us. Whatever is happening, it pertains to us. As hard as it is, it is on us to partake in the reharmonization of the whole. So, they are there in this planning of the new body, the department, and then they are greeted by a woman, okay, who is there to help them, Celestina. They entered a room that was like an art room. Visualize it. Charming refugee. If we may so label such an atelier of eminent artists, a place where masters of design worked on sublime endeavors, aware of the responsibilities vested in them by divine providence. Okay, there were a number of rooms. They described the, the architecture of it all. And there were long tables for study and work, designed in the same fashion as the room itself, that is, 
e na C mais circle, under impressive bluish golden light, coming in through majestic domes recalling old cathedrals. Through the windows, one could see the vast panorama of the sector with its garden softly colored by the magnanimous influence of the blue sky, brightened by the sunlight. Okay, once the contents of the documents and notes had been studied, orders were sent to the modeling department in the next room in order for the future body to be designed according to the instructions received as follows. So, A, deformed at birth. B, possibility of becoming deformed in the course of life through illness or accident. C, possibility of acquiring serious or incurable diseases. D, normal. These options would be decisive factors in the patient's life plan, depending on the trials and expiations on the case. We must not forget that many of those wretched patients, our companions, would possibly reincarnate in normal, even healthy and handsome physical bodies if their new experience required it. In such cases, this would denote remediless remediless struggles and sufferings solely of a mental nature ah write it down mental nature we're talking about psychiatric imbalances isn't that what we're seeing nowadays in the world and you may conclude fairly that majority of us on earth are still, we have traces of suicidal mindset. We can tell that. Why? In psychopathology, which is an area in psychiatry and psychology where we study the pathologies of the mind, the imbalances of the mind, we understand that there are people who may be, for example, psychotic. Others have traces of it, features. When spiritism comes, it explains to us. Some are healing from it. We may not any longer be considered a suicide spirit but we may still have facets of it. When? When we don't take care of our physical body. When you see people that quickly jump into drinking, it's suicide. Yes, gradual or not, it is, as Andrea Luis says, indirect suicide. Smoking, drugs in general, or even medications that we don't need. We have to be careful. Homeopathy shows to us that the intake of unneeded medication may harm our energy body. Even acupuncture shows it to us. So we, we need to be careful. Nowadays, 
We have so much medication over the counter and people just swim on it and they forget that they may be creating a lot of imbalances in the body that may stay and even create our other imbalances. So we would say, let's respect the field of professionals and look for the professionals. If the professional we look for in medicine is not, you, you, you don't feel the firmness that you want, you don't feel confident that they know what you want or need, find a second opinion, a third opinion, fourth opinion, and open your mind for complementary medicine. Because remember, we need to treat ourselves multidimensionally. We are spirits connected, enveloped by a spiritual body, connected to a physical body. It's not enough to treat the physical body. We need to treat the perispirit and the spirit. So we need psychologists, acupuncturists, physicians of all specialists or specialties, nutritionists, right? We need we need it all. Alvanis, that's expensive. I'm not saying we're gonna go for it if we can't, but nowadays. There are so many ways in which we can be in touch with those professionals and safely assess information that will be beneficial to us and will no longer harm us, right? So, in the next room, we could see the forms of the former bodies that the suicide had damaged and destroyed before the assigned time. These were appropriately cataloged and sat on pedestals in a place of easy access to the observer. Due to their perfection and naturalness, suggesting the real presence of the destroyed body, they looked like wonderful, movable statues. The information regarding them was as follows. A. The former body in its suicide-destroyed state. B. Next to it a phosphorescent plaque with the description of the state of the body was in at the time of the suicide. State of health, amount of vital energy, degree of vibration, state, level of education, environment lived in, date of birth, date when normal death and extinction of vital energy would have occurred, date and local location of suicide, type of suicide, causes of suicide and name of offender, meaning they know it all. Three, the suicide-stricken organ whose alteration had caused the death of the body was shown in the replica with a wound identical to that suffered by the physical body. D, special cases, drownings, crushings, falls, a molded reproduction of the remains as they looked after the suicide. Can you believe it? The remarkable precision of the reproduction of the body in item D would shock any observer who was not enlightened like those masters or who had not dolorously experienced it as we had. After this room, which would have been the most wonderful and suggestive if there had been one room 
that was more so than the others, we came to the room for preparing the sketches of future bodies and the ensuing incarnation. This was the molding department. Are you surprised that they have these several different divisions of work? That tells us how precious this body is. If we have any issue, it was planned out. And we possibly said, yes, please, keep it. I need it. And then we look at ourselves in the mirror and cry and are rebellious. But Vanessa, that's hard. Yes and no. Because in the gospel according to Spiritism, chapter 5, Blessed are the Afflicted, the longest chapter in this book, in the gospel according to Spiritism, Blessed are the Afflicted, there is a subtitled message saying, to suffer well or badly. Okay? This is a message by Lacordaire, in 1863, and he says, Blessed are the afflicted may be translated, Blessed are those who have the opportunity to test their faith, firmness, perseverance, and submission to God's will, for they will receive a hundred times the joy they lacked on earth, and after labor will, we come, will come repose. We need to learn what he says, discouragement is a fault. God refuses you consolation because you lack courage. Prayer is a support for the soul, but it is not enough. It must be based on a living faith in God's goodness. The burden is proportional to the strength. The reward will be greater than the affliction is painful. What is this telling us for this chapter? That when we know that our bodies were carefully prepared for this reincarnation, no matter the limitations, they are blessings for us. And if we are have the courage to seek the good in it, will be consoled. So this is what he says, to suffer well, to suffer well. Identical to its counterparts, this room stood out because of the intensity and intricacy of the work going on and because of the large number of personnel. The charts and sketches were strictly organized according to instructions and then forwarded for review and approval by the temple and by analysis, research, and even seclusion, where the candidates studied them at length under the supervision of their mentors and personal guides. Oftentimes, the future inhabitants of those bodies approved them amidst outbursts of bitter tears, and there were cases where they requested a delay of the final preparations in order to strengthen themselves, a bit more and drum up the courage for the inevitable. However, if they 
didn't have the condition to to be lucid enough for what they have to see, they didn't participate in the process. The guides of the temple had to take the decisions on the future body. Meaning, the wise people would go on with the planning. In any event, we were given the best we needed. We don't have the body that we deserve. We have the body that we need out of mercy, out of justice, out of love, out of God's true compassion for us. Let us assess how we're feeling right now, friends, because this is not a story for us to know and add up in the pile of our knowledge. As Jesus said to Nicodemus, it's not enough to know the scriptures. We need to feel them. Where are we in that regard? When you look at yourself in the mirror, when you see your physical body, when you feel your physical body, are you content? Are you grateful? Do we express that daily gratitude for it? Or are we like majority of people on earth? Uh, I don't even look. Sometimes gorgeous people, they look at themselves in the mirror, they don't like it. They dislike this and that. They always find the imperfections. Question for us, where are we in that regard? So let's do a therapeutic step and exercise in the next 24 hours, shall we? Let us look at the body, thinking of how it was sculpted in the spiritual realm for us. If you say, Bavanias, I wasn't a suicide. I don't know whether we were or were not. Andre Lewis, in his books, and Yvonne Pereira in these books, through Camilo, we get to know that we will go through the planning of the physical body. So let's look at the physical body and think, wow, what a blessing. This is the best instrument I was given. Thank you. And know that the cells that are here are not us. They are little animals, says Andrea Luis in the book Evolution into Worlds. It's as if this physical body is a pet, the best pet we could have. People say dogs are best friends. We would say the physical body is our most faithful friends, loyal. You think, they feel, and they speak for you. Like a dog that barks, you're sleeping, somebody's knocking the door, you didn't notice, and the dog is like, and you're like, oh my gosh, what's happening? This is the body. The body's like, oh, the headache. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is it with you that is hurting? Why is my head aching? It's the head saying, look, the book Louis Hay. At the end, if we want to learn about this pet, look at the book. Headache. You want to know what it is? Just as an example. Headache. Headache, what is the headache about? Okay, headache, psychosomatics here. Huh? That's an example for us. 
<clears throat> okay, one second. I'm getting there. Headaches, probable cause, invalidating the self, self-criticism, fear. You want to take Advil? I'll give you Advil. Repeat yourself. I love and approve of myself in ways that are pleasing to God. It says here, I love and approve of myself. I see myself and what I do with eyes of love. I'm safe. Repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. Or sing it. I love and approve of myself in ways that are pleasing to God. Okay? Then we need to know. Hmm? We need to know that the physical body speaks for us, represents our expression of life on earth. We need to adore God in the body by taking care of it, loving it, talking with it. Chico Xavier used to talk to his physical body. Emmanuel. His bear mentor taught him that, saying, Chico, talk to yourselves. Andrea Lewis, in the book Evolution into Worlds, says in chapter 2 that the cells of the physical body are like little animals. So, we need to take care of them. See how much we're learning. It's amazing, huh? Right? Silvio Otero is saying, I look at my body and I say always, thank you, God, for making me a beautiful body plus a lot extra. <laughs> That's funny, Silvia. Always great sense of humor. Love it. Thank you for sharing it. Okay. So now, huh? They walked around with a singular emotion. Yes. So, Brother Clemente, who was there, said... Yes, my dear friends and my brothers. While, guide, while he was guiding them paternally. Blessed be the supreme creator, the ruler of the universe. Those infinite wisdom and kindness lift us from the, the misconceptions of our wrongdoings to lofty paths of regeneration by means of planetary rebirths. Human beings on the earth are still a long ways from understanding the supreme meaning of that law, which only divine thought could in fact have established, endowing its creation with the potential for victory. Okay, so the gratitude to God. He has a beautiful discourse in later. However, my dear friends, whether or not these earthly citizens believe the imperative of the magnificent law and whether or not it is repugnant to, to them or to you, the truth is that it is irreversible and indestructible. All human beings die in one body, re-enter the spirit world and are reborn in new bodies until their progress earns them the right to reincarnate on happier planets in whose societies they will begin a new cycle of progress on the ascending scale of the long and glorious preparation for life eternal. Of course, this takes millennia upon millennia. So be patient. You know, the good side of it, of it all, 
God doesn't want us to be angels overnight. He just uh, wants us to be his children. So one step at a time, and that's humility. When I see people who are like, oh my gosh, I'm so imperfect. I don't like it. That's called pride. It's okay, what can I do? God created me perfect. I am blooming in my perfections. I am blossoming them. It takes time, like a flower, like a tree. You're nature, I'm nature. For everything there is a season. For everything there is a time. Take it easy. Inflicting guilt, punishing ourselves, gonna not going to take us anywhere. Just going to postpone it. We need to love ourselves because we're children of God. When I see people that are constantly putting them down, thinking that they deserve to suffer because of their wrongdoings, they haven't grasped yet the love of God. Because when we do that, we're probably struggling with God. Saying, I don't deserve it. And God is saying, I think you do. No, I don't. You do. I don't. You do. And then we get sick. Because God is saying, I'm giving you the breath to breathe and start anew. But you say, no, I won't. And I start creating diseases. So I need to stop our struggling and being the judge of my life. And saying, God, like Saul of Tarsus, Saul didn't punish himself because he was wrong. And he was really wrong persecuting the followers of the Christ. He murdered them. He gave people permission to go after them, persecute and murder them. He started it all. When he realized he was wrong, what did he do? He rolled his leaves and said, oh, well, I was on the wrong path. I'm going to go to the right path. It's going to be hard. People won't believe it. But he walked steadily on it for 30 years. And look at us. We're the children of Paul of Tarsus. Because we are the Gentiles who got to know the message thanks to him. He never stopped to say, I was so bad. I was terrible. That doesn't work. You've never heard that he was, you know, making himself the judge of his life. He said, you know, I now understand and I am now adjusting myself. He said it's not easy, but he didn't went through the self-pity or the opposite, the self-sabotage, punishing himself. We can't go there any longer, okay? And the body cannot be used for it. How many people punish their bodies because of their impulses? not gonna help either it's just gonna get worse does no human being or spirit can ever escape that law in the lord's vineyard the infinite universe 
There are workers with a delicate endeavor of tending to it. As for the earth, these workers are under the supervision of God's beloved Son, who is in charge of the redemption of humanity. People may see the sun rising and setting on the horizon every day, and they may feel the wind blowing and see the rain falling, the plants growing and blooming, the flowers spreading their fragrance and the stars shining in the infinite firmament, and yet they cannot fathom the immensity and difficulty of the work this all entails, let alone the dedication and sacrifice that such a sublime endeavor requires of the legions of invisible servants from the astral world, who have been entrusted with maintaining the planet according to the highest designs of the omnipotent creator. Wow, amazing, huh? They were listening to this and more. And they went over to one of the splendid galleries where the molded statues were lined up. In front of each of them was the operator's work table. There were several initiates in the room working on it. They approached the statues. They reflected the old body as it was before the suicide. And they were amazed to see the remarkable models, how animated they were, their vibrations and they could see the whole system working, okay? <clears throat> and they say, Sister Rosalia said, indeed, my friends, the body is a magnificent mechanism. Human beings should consider themselves honored and joyful for obtaining from the unsurpassed goodness of the Creator the gift of being able to carry out their planetary evolution in such instrument. In the universe, there are physical worlds where those who reincarnate on them have to conduct their cycles of progress in very heavy material bodies, which if compared with this would be considered monstrous. Wow. Amazing. The body is more than merely a mechanism, my friends. It is the universe itself in miniature. It's so beautiful. And then she starts talking about each organ. Read the book, The Heart, Heroic and Sensitive Organ, Tireless Sentinel, Designed for the Highest Services of Reincarnation. And then the brain, a prodigious apparatus, a jewel that could only have imagined by the sublime artists. The priceless treasure received at birth. And then talks about the sight, auditory system, taste, everything. And not a single useless part, not one single superfluous item created for idleness. All the particularities are essential, making up the benevolent whole. They are indispensable to its harmony. Nature, my dear friends, which is the will of God manifested under the sovereign touch of the divine magnetic power, rendered the human body a luxurious dwelling for the spirit in need of reincarnation. Okay? These harmonies within the body as a whole derive from the fact that the spirit that molded it in order to inhabit it for its own progress or for excellent causes wanted it that way, whether out of modesty and humility 
or whether out of fear of troublesome situations because physical beauty may be greatly admired but it can turn into a dangerous quality bringing all the temptations and excesses that humans are constantly exposed to many times those expiating great past wrongs also reject beauty preferring its opposite or the mediocrity of modest features you know that since unattractiveness the abnormality of features is not the natural condition it can become repulsive and painful to those who display it constituting a trial okay so now we are learning here as they are going through the process that beauty in itself shall come in the package or not according to the planning of reincarnation beauty is not a gift it's a trial wealth is a trial without the least show of reverence to the authority of the creator those unfortunate brothers poison their precious bodies with all sorts of excesses slowly they destroy them with alcohol see alcohol destroys the body it's considered suicide it's considered suicide it's considered suicide we can't say it enough and people dare to keep doing it they intoxicated them with cigarette smoke they debased them with sexual vices friends we need to contain ourselves pray more often yes take cold showers to cool the flames I know I'm joking here, but we need help. They brutalize them with gluttony, which cause gastric alterations, enlarging the hepatic glands, damaging with overactivity the delicate digestive system, the primitive model of which you see replicated over there in the statues you admired so much. Others not satisfied with the grievous disrespect to themselves and the generous donor of life. Mm -hmm. and incapable of enduring the consequences of such intemperance, consequences such as cancer, tuberculosis, ulcer, neurasthenia, mental impairments, hallucinations produced by dreadful state of their nervous system, and they talk about many other things. And you may say, Vanessa, oh my gosh, this is so comprehensive. Yes, it is. I'm trying to pinpoint some of the major highlights that we found to make the case of how precious it is our body. So our body is a sculpture. Next time you look at yourself in the mirror, say, oh, you beautiful sculpture of God. Let me take care of you. Sister Celestina explained to them here that okay one second <clears throat> sister Celestina explained to you how your internment in this sector works so I won't have to repeat what she said I will only say that we're responsible for you as long as your planetary existence lasts that abnormal existence you created for yourselves outside the plan 
instituted by divine providence. We will assist you in the difficult moments of your ardent expiation. We will dry your tears in the worst moments by infusing new courage into your hearts through benevolent, helpful suggestions, through your faculty of intuition, receptive and refined by your sufferings, we will whisper consoling measures for the afflictions that strike you. We will look after your health, the physical condition you need for your stay in the earthly life. And they will they say they will go through our whole reincarnation taking care of us until they go there to cut the cord when we discarnate. What does that mean? What does that mean? That we're babysitted. That's what they're saying. There are spirits who are right now taking care of us in the littlest details. Are we taking it for granted? Friends, let's share the joy of living. We often think we are alone, abandoned, but we're not. We are being watched very carefully by those who are wise and very loving. Never, we will repeat, will you return to the physical realm but be done against your wishes. Nobody, see, they choose it as they are learning it. As they are learning it, they get to know how carefully everything is planned out. They see the case of a man who is there and how the, the plans of it all happens. And they say, we are here taking care of all the details and it is on you to value it. So we're going to stop here for today. Because the lesson for us here is to value this physical body and to share the good news with our families, communities, friends by taking care of it. We need to take care of it. Maybe we won't be able to explain to people, but we can say, I'm taking care of it. As I shower, I love it as I don't stop abusing it. I change my nutrition. As I change my thoughts, my feelings, my words, and my actions. Let's love the body in the next 24 hours, shall we? And love the body is not a sexual term. Love the body is to respect its needs, listen to it, care for it because if we don't it's suicide as simple as that so i'm going to invite you to join in a prayer shall we a prayer that we always finalize with i'm going to play the ave maria because we'll pray to mother mary she is in charge of the suicide spirits and we need now to forget a little bit about ourselves and form this beautiful current of light to help them out wherever they are in the world. Let us say to Mother Mary that we are here 
in support of it all. Shall we? Are you ready? Yes? Let us breathe in and out. Visualize Mother Mary. Hmm? Mother Mary, dear and beloved Mother Mary, we thank God for you. We thank God for your kindness, for your immense work organizing the legion of your servants who help all of us on earth. Right now, dear mother, we want to join forces with you and think of those who are in despair. We would like to visualize your blanket of sky blue healing light enveloping them in hope, consolation, and warmth. So your guards may kindly rescue them for a new beginning. And may also the ones who are incarnated thinking of suicide listen to your voice saying to them this shall pass my dear child this shall pass my dear child this shall pass my dear child you're not alone trusting god believe in your divine nature as well. And we visualize this current of blue healing light enveloping everyone, the whole planet, in courage of living, in the joy of living, in the hope of living. With your guidance and permission, may we contemplate the perfection of our most loyal friend, our physical body, and care for it with true love and dedication. And so be it. Let us Yes, Ave Maria. Dear friends, what a joy to get to know of it and to join forces in this beautiful service together. Thank you for joining us.
Thank you for being together. May we all continue this day blessing this gift of God to us in this reincarnation, the physical body, and share the joy of living wherever we are. This is Lifting Hope at Kardec Radio, always nourishing our souls. A big hug to you, a lot of love and joy and hope, friends. And until tomorrow, God willing, okay?